TV at 1, back on the radio at 4. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. For the dog catcher, the governor, that includes the mayor. They all got to go. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosher Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app. We are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca Vitatis, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans player. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access here on Nash Icon 1061 FM and on the web at NashFM1061.com. Tune in app, available for you anywhere in the world to listen in. And of course, you can get us via our podcast following the show through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on more, click on podcast to be able to listen to what you may have missed or what you'd like to hear back. Of course, you can email me. It's Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. The number is 504-260-1061. Later in the show, we'll get into the Saints. We'll talk about the Pelicans, of course, and Zion Williamson's injury. And we'll also visit with Jacques Doucet of WAFB in Baton Rouge to talk about LSU and their successful football season and transitioning into basketball. But, of course, uh, the great story still emanating from earlier this week was the Goodyear Cotton Bowl in Arlington where the Tulane Green Wave uh, pulled off an improbable but amazing 46-45 win over USC. And we could put all kinds of plaudits, platitudes upon this one, but I think the best thing that can be said about it is that it, it just proved that this is a really good football team and a chance for a program to finally be a really good football program. Somebody that knows as much about that, if not more than anyone else who's been around it for well over four decades now. Joining us now, our good and great friend Steve Barrios of the Tulane Radio Network. And Steve, first and foremost, Happy New Year to you, my friend, and blessings to you and yours. Same to you, Ken. Happy New Year, and I hope it's a blessed uh, 2023 for you and your family. Well, certainly looking forward to it, and what a way to start, you know, going to Arlington and watching what transpired. First and foremost, Caleb Williams, he's the real deal. I mean, this is a guy that was a little bit hampered by injury, and I'd hate to see him totally healthy, right? I mean, he, he didn't run a lot but because of that, but he extended plays, and I mean, he can make every throw, and he's very accurate, isn't he? Yeah, he's the real deal. It's easy to see, you know, why he won the Heisman Trophy. You know, during the season, he threw for over 4,000 yards and 37 touchdowns. And against us, of course, he throws five touchdowns. It looked like uh, we just weren't going to be able to stop him. You know, one thing we felt, I felt Tulane could do was score on him. But 
the way the game opened up in that first drive by USC, you know, it took nine minutes and two seconds off the clock, a 75-yard drive, and resulted in a touchdown. It was just like, wow, how are we going to even get on the field? Yeah, that's kind of the way I felt as well. But Tulane had to take advantage of its opportunities, its at-bats, and did for the most part and had some fate intervene, obviously. And sometimes you have to be good and you have to be lucky. If you're both good and lucky, you win. And where USC was concerned, we knew their defense wasn't very good and we knew their offense was great. Where Tulane was concerned, we knew that the defense was pretty good, has been all year and that the offense was good. USC's offense is elite. Tulane's defense saw that, but Tulane's offense came through. And then, of course, the third phase of the game is the kicking game, and Valentino Ambrosio makes a field goal. Of course, he makes the game-winning extra point. And then a directional kick toward the left border uh, was, of course, inexcusably fielded via fair catch by a good player for the Trojans, and he not only doesn't catch the ball he goes out of bounds at the one yard line you can't make that stuff up but it's part of the game yeah that's what i said if you had to write a script uh, the way Tulane comes back and wins uh, it's it's incredible the guy you know must to kick off at the one yard line and uh, we get the safety and then of course we get the football so those are the two things that had to happen a score and get the ball back and we got both on that play and of course the last drive i think michael pratt was brilliant uh, he converted two fourth-down situations, one he ran for, one he hit uh, tight end Alex Ballman, uh, took the team down. Uh, and again, again, I think we got a big breakdown there when Ballman dropped a pass in the flat. Had he been tackled with that football, I don't know if we would have had enough time to get up and get another playoff. Yeah, that that's a great point because I, observing at the time, said exactly the same thing. said, thank goodness that occurred wasn't the best choice at the time and then of course the the catch by deuce watts and if that's not targeting i don't know what is <laughs> when you go helmet to helmet but that's another story doesn't matter then of course the touchdown and you guys saw it you guys called it and originally ruled incomplete as soon as i saw it i thought the ball was caught and then of course watching replay over and over again it was clear that it never touched the ground just talk about the euphoria that you experienced and felt once you saw the referee's arms go up and signal touchdown it was just uh, it's just an unexplainable, surreal moment. You know, the, with the crowd turnout at the Cotton Bowl was fantastic. Tulane fans just flocked to the Cotton Bowl, and the roar when the crowd heard that the ball did not touch the ground and the officials' arms went up, it, it's just like, you know, in 40 years of doing radio, this is one of the most uh, epic moments and games of my career. I think it's, in my estimation, the most significant win the program's had. And the most significant season was 1998. You can't take away 12-0, and 0, a perfect season and ranked 7th nationally. Of course, the 25-year the drought win against LSU when I was sitting at Tulane Stadium, 14 nothing was obviously an incredibly significant victory as well. And we could pick out a few others, but... To me, in terms of the way the game unfolded, the circumstances, the opponent, I think this is the most significant victory. I really do. I would, I would have to agree with that, Ken. And also, you know, when you when you just look at back on the season, I think this twenty twenty two season and this twenty twenty two football team is going to be another uh, team to be compared with, or another measuring stick for all future football teams, just like the ninety eight team was. You know, so many uh, comparisons when other good teams would possibly come along and not have 
such a good record, but everything was compared back to the 98 team of Tommy Bowden being undefeated. But the thing that I think made this team so much more special, and that, you know, Tommy Bowden went 7-4 and four prior to going 12-0. and 0. Last year, this team was 2-10, and 10, and they flipped the script, go 12-2, and two, the first team in FBS history to do that. Yeah, that's a very good point. Last year, the distractions were obvious. No one makes excuses, but clearly there were some real challenges for the football team last year, and there were some changes that had to be made. And Willie Fritz was not only a big enough man to make changes, he made great changes to his coaching staff, and that clearly made a difference. Yeah, it really did. You know, it, it was. A, I think it was a tough tough decision for coach fritz some of those coaches had been with him for uh some of them maybe a decade or so and but he did it and uh it just paid off tremendously the uh offensive coordinator jim swoboda he came in and he and michael pratt bonded uh pretty pretty quickly and of course you know chris hampton we saw that we saw a slow beginning of the turnaround for the defense at the last four or five games of the season but but this year they, they've been spectacular and, you know, all the assistants that, that came in and knew they all they all just melted together and everybody got on the same page. And, of course, the the players with the leadership of uh, Nick Anderson, Dorian Williams, Michael Pratt and Cecilia Hainsworth, this was a really a team led, uh, a player led team. And uh, they, those guys made some of the commitments back one of them back in January and. Then after the Southern Miss loss, they, you know, de- developed a motto of one and zero, and and that's that's the way they played the rest of the season. Anderson, you know, Williams, Jenkins, I mean, I can name a few guys that figure to have a chance to play in the NFL and, and deserve a chance to play in the NFL. And then Tajay Spears, when that opportunity arises here shortly. I keep looking at projections, and I see him as a as a last-day draft pick. And I know he's not big, but I don't really understand that because uh, the guy has great vision. He's got great balance. Uh, he's elusive. He's fast enough. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. I mean, I'd love to see him end up in New Orleans, frankly. I just love the kid. And, I, of course, I covered him in high school. So this was no surprise to me seeing what this young man has accomplished. Yeah, he's just been fantastic. You know, some of the – some of the runs he's made, especially the 60-yard touchdown run against UCF in the championship game, it, that's one that'll live forever. And, you know, the thing about Tajay, which a lot of people don't realize, but when, when these games are over, these players get graded at their position. And uh, I think out of 25 uh, assignments, he missed none. Okay, so that includes, you know, blocking, et cetera, et cetera. So he's a complete football player, and I feel like you can, whoever gets – Tajay Spears is really getting a great athlete. You know, it's pretty interesting because history always seems to have a parallel of sorts. And when you think back to 1973, you think about a tight end named Darwin Willie, who was not a primary receiver at all on that football team. And now, you know, Bauman, who was not their primary receiving tight end this year, etches his name. It's amazing how you have the symmetry where history is concerned. Yeah, you know, it's it's like uh, Tyreek James couldn't play, and so you know I was at practice all week with, with the team up in the, at the at the Cotton Bowl, and I could see him working, you know, the alternate tight ends, and and Bowman kind of steps up uh, to lead the way, and 
he just comes up big with uh, you know that fourth down at fourth and ten was a huge catch to keep that drive going, and then he gets down in the end zone. And you know, I watched that play as it unfolded, and I could see the official indicating incomplete, but I could see the reaction of Ballman coming up, holding the football, saying, "I caught it." You know, I caught it. So as soon as we saw the the replay before the official announced the ruling, uh, I I knew it was a touchdown. And if it wasn't going to be a touchdown, it was going to be a travesty. It's been an amazing month. You know, we went from, you know, a breath away from seeing Coach Fritz go to Atlanta to not only retaining him, but the quarterback saying he's going to return. And then the administration saying we're going to help and we're going to finally step up and look you've been around this longer than anybody and i'm born and raised and was at those games as a kid and was involved in television broadcasts for many years for the school and and having seen everything that's happened it's not only you know a pleasure and a delight to see this but i think maybe just maybe for the first time in our lifetimes yourself included this is the opportunity for tulane football to sustain success you were there with Jim Pittman, and of course Jim left for TCU and then tragically passed away. You know Larry Smith built it up, and then he departed, and then of course they fired Vince uh, after he beat LSU, and then you you move on. Mac Brown leaves after you know one solid season. Tommy Bowden after two solid seasons, and here we are with Willie Fritz, who's lasted this long and continues to be successful. And now it looks like a university president at least on the surface, appears to be all in. And the athletic director, obviously, who hired him, is all in. Isn't this the best opportunity for Tulane football to finally have a chance to sustain success? Yeah, I think it is, Ken. Uh, you know, the, the decision by Coach Fritz to come back uh, was really huge. And, and, you know, of course, he won the uh, Dodd Trophy Award, you know, of the Coach of the Year. But, you know, the three pillars of their uh qualifications or scholarship leadership and integrity which i equal to loyalty and of course success on the field but you know i think coach fritz was put in a position where you know they wanted him to abandon his team right before the championship game and he just wasn't going to have any part of it so you could tell by the recruiting class that we had momentum you know that was when after winning the uh, acc champion excuse me aac championship the american athletic conference championship but now winning the, comp, the Cotton Bowl on such a national stage. I mean, recruiting was off the charts before, and I, I just really can't wait to see what it's going to be like now. I agree with you. And then, of course, the quarterback room. I mean, it's hard to keep quarterbacks from transferring in this day and age. And, you know, Justin Ibietta, I remain convinced, can really play at that level. He just keeps getting hurt when the opportunity arises. And then, of course, Kai Horton steps in and, leads a gigantic win at Houston. Might have been the biggest win of the year if you look back at the season prior to the exactly. USC game. So that's an awfully good quarterback room, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. Uh, you know, after uh, I.B. had hurt himself the second time, I, I got a chance to talk to him, and I, 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 I said, look, man, quit trying to be Bobby Douglas. You know, he, of course, he didn't know who I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good. You got to learn. You got to learn how to step out of bounds. You know. Yeah, that's but a really good ball. analogy because even even physically looks like Bobby Douglas, except sure Douglas does. was left-handed. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, you know, Kai Harden comes up so big in that Houston game. It's just incredible to go to Houston on the road and 
beat them with a third team quarterback in overtime and you know Ty J Spears comes up with the catch from Horton to uh to win win the game so that was a huge win uh we had some big wins during the year during the season the Kansas State win the ending Cincinnati's you know 32 game home winning streak uh, and you know you could just go on and on about the season how magical it was and of course there was some magic left Tuesday no doubt and when you look at what Tulane needs to be successful long term I think we all know what those items are that weight room has to be bigger and better the the concept of an indoor practice facility is is imperative any good program in the country has that everyone does and then, of course, financial commitment to the program, which includes, you know, paying assistance at a competitive level with the top programs in the country. So you can keep those guys that you hired that came in and did such a good job. It's one thing if a guy gets hired to be a head coach off your staff like we saw with Southern Miss. It's another thing to be able to retain guys because you've built your program up to be good enough on the field and to be good enough pay-wise. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think most of those uh, areas – War are, are going to be addressed uh, when the uh, situation came up with Coach Fritz possibly going to uh, to Georgia Tech. So I think the athletic director and President Fitz, you know, Troy Dan and, and Mike Fitz got together uh, to, uh, you know, address those situations. And I, I know that uh, increasing assistance pay was, was one of the areas of, of, you know, top concern for Coach Fritz and as you said, Ken, I don't think there's a better time uh, in Tulane football, at least in the modern era, to, to grab this momentum, make the, the necessary commitments and changes that need to be made, and, and also uh, from a recruiting standpoint, this is this is the best I've seen it. And then, of course, the, the, the last aspect of that, before we let you get away in a couple of minutes, is the fact that the conference is realigning, and certainly – Good luck to all the teams leaving. They're going to a bigger league. You hope that Tulane can build its program up to be wanted by bigger leagues eventually. But that said, with the realignment of the American Athletic Conference, Tulane is positioned very well to continue to be near the top, if not at the top. Yeah, you're exactly right. Okay, Because the three teams that were usually ranked at the top are leaving. Of course, they are leaving after we beat all three of them. So Tulane is going to be in a position to probably be rated uh, maybe, you know, the, the top team in the conference when we come back. And, you know, they'll have to live up to that billing. But I think that's very possible. And, and once again, with the new college uh, playoff format coming up, I think Tulane would have made the, made the playoffs, you know, ranked, uh, I think, 12th at least. So it's going to be, uh, going to be interesting to see if we can, we can keep the momentum going, live up to the, to the hype I think we're going to get as the season starts next year uh, in, in conference rating where I think we should be number one and, and all the, uh, you know, all the, all the recruits that are coming in to help us. Plus, you know, Tulane has been, we've been very, I think using the transfer portal sparingly, but it, the, the, the transfers we've gotten in have some really made an immediate impact for us. Yep. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And some of those, of course, locals, who came back home, and I think that's also significant moving forward because now you've got a program to sell to locals to let them know you don't have to go somewhere else to play at a high level and have a chance to be successful. That's true. You know, all, all the guys that, that came home, uh, of course, they 
they missed New Orleans tremendously, and uh, they felt Tulane was their best opportunity. And lo and behold, you know, they, they made contributions that were very, very good, uh, you know, for the program and also the, the program and the coaching staff were good to these guys. So it, it really worked out very, very well for everyone involved. Steve, thank you so much. We appreciate the time and couldn't be happier for you. I know how invested you are in your alma mater and in that program that you love. And God bless you and yours and Happy New Year. And, and let's hope this continues to be a, a tidal wave of sorts for Tulane football. All right, Ken. Hope we're talking about this type of situation <laughs> next at the end of this year. You got it, buddy. Thank you, Steve. Thank, thank right. you. You got it. Steve Barrios, Tulane University. Great story indeed. All right, it's 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation, which will continue following this brief timeout. And after this quick break, we'll turn the page to the LSU Tigers and their outstanding bowl win at fine season. We'll visit with Jacques Doucet of WAFB Television in Baton Rouge. When All Access continues for Wednesday night here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM and at NashFM1061.com. New Orleans, the North Shore, and worldwide at NashFM1061.com. Country for life. 1061 Nash Icon. This winter, there are new COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. If it's been at least two months since your primary series or original booster, schedule your updated COVID-19 booster dose at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Taco Bell has $2 grilled chicken burritos that come in two bold flavors, Chipotle Ranch and Salsa Verde. They're bursting with grilled chicken and delicious sauces. Get your $2 grilled chicken burrito at participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only, while supplies last. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't vinyl, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. Hi guys, it's Mark. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction? Did you know that a major medical breakthrough is now available and it isn't a pill? 
Today, Wednesday, January 4th, we're running a one-day special you won't want to miss out on. Springview Medical Clinic uses the most powerful form of wave therapy. This is a technology clinically shown to repair blood vessels and improve blood flow. It's backed by 60 clinical studies, including from Cambridge. If you're ready to regain that spark in the bedroom, today is your day. Call us now and you'll qualify for the assessment and ultrasound totally free. You'll also get a gift that can produce rapid and powerful results in the bedroom in minutes. You're going to love that one, guys. Trust me. And today only, we're offering five tune-up treatments to our patients free. This is an unprecedented offer worth hundreds of dollars, but call today and qualify totally free. Call 504-313-4000. That's 504-313-4000. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your life back. Call Springview Medical Clinic now to qualify. This offer ends today, Wednesday, 504-313-4000. When temperatures drop, COVID-19 cases may rise. So if you test positive and are at high risk, act fast. Even if if your symptoms feel mild, ask your provider if an authorized oral treatment could be right for you. Visit TreatCOVID19.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell has $2 grilled chicken burritos that come in two bold flavors, Chipotle Ranch and Salsa Verde. They're bursting with grilled chicken and delicious sauces. Get your $2 grilled chicken burrito at participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only, while supplies last. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. Gift yourself great sleep. During Mattress Firm's Dream Sember Sale. Get a king for a queen price. Or a queen for a twin. And save up to $700. Taco Bell has $2 grilled chicken burritos that come in two bold flavors. Chipotle Ranch and Salsa Verde. They're bursting with grilled chicken and delicious sauces. Get your $2 grilled chicken burrito at participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only. While supplies last. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The New Orleans Pelicans return to action tonight at home against the Houston Rockets, and the Pelicans will be shorthanded. Zion Williamson will miss the game with a strained right hamstring. He'll be reevaluated in three weeks, while Brandon Ingram remains out with a left toe contusion. Larry Nance Jr. still out as well with shoulder soreness. Pelicans coach Willie Green has been named the Western Conference Coach of the Month for December. The Pelicans were 10 and 5 in December. College basketball: LSU fell 74-71 at Kentucky, despite 23 points from KJ Williams. Xavier defeated LSU Alexandria 77-62 tonight. The Tulane men host Tulsa in women's play LSU Alexandria over Xavier 72-64. The New Orleans Saints are working today in preparation for Sunday season finale at home against Carolina and Tulane wide receiver Deuce Watts entering the NFL draft. Watts finished with 33 catches, 657 yards and eight scores for Tulane in his third season this past year. Green Wave offensive lineman Hudson Lillibridge has entered the transfer portal. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? We'd love to get your take by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and All Access on 106.1 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Welcome back to the show. Ken Trahan, joined now by good and great friend Jacques Doucet of WAFB in Baton Rouge, who... Just experienced uh, the blowout, of course, at the Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, LSU 63-7 to over Purdue. And the game was an afterthought, and then there came the travel. So I'm glad you made it back, Jacques. <laughs> well, Kenny, there's much bigger problems in the world. But, uh, yeah, we were supposed to be back at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Tuesday and didn't get back till about midnight because of this and that, the joy of, uh, of air travel. Sometimes you go straight A to B. Sometimes you have what happened to uh, – Tuesday, but anyway, glad to be back in Baton Rouge. Sun is shining, and uh, Tigers in the season. 
with a very, very convincing victory. It was really an afterthought game. I think everybody thought LSU would win and win fairly decisively. I just don't know that anybody thought it would be that big of a blowout. Yeah, I mean, 63-7. to seven, um, Certainly, we thought going in that Purdue was going to be without their top offensive weapons. I, I expected a little, a little more resistance from Purdue's defense. LSU basically uh, could name their score. Uh, you know, they played both they played all three quarterbacks, but certainly uh, Jaden Daniels and uh, Garrett Nussmeyer had their way. Uh, you know, the Noah Kane and John Emery did the, did the job on the ground. And uh, me personally, it'll be remembered for perhaps uh, the most hilarious and cheesiest celebration ever uh, after LSU makes the pick in the second half. They run over to the Cheez-It couch as a team. They sit on top of the Cheez-It mascot. Uh, they get a flag, and then Jamar Kane has to run over and, and get them all off the Cheez-It guy. And, um, and Coach, <laughs> Coach Kelly had no problem. He was laughing about it, and then LSU gets a flag. And then uh, had a great post-game comment. Coach Kelly says, hey, if we can't let these guys have some fun and get these old men out of the way, then we're in, we're in trouble. So I think the theme of the trip, Kenny, was fun. They got there a week early. They went to, you know, the Universal Studios and Disney and Top Golf and had a great time. And then they got into the game. They called some fun plays. They celebrated. And really, it was just a fun day in the sun. There was no drama. There was no problems. It was just a, an all-out fun day against Purdue. And then a lot of the players get autographs from Drew Brees after the game, right? I mean, the only chance Purdue had was if Brees stepped on the field, and even then they, they wouldn't have beaten LSU with the rest of their team. So. Yeah, it was funny, Kenny, because the LSU players are getting Drew Brees autograph, and then Drew Brees' kids are getting LSU player autographs uh, down the tunnel. They were getting autographs from John Emery and, and whatnot, and saw uh, you know Drew's beautiful wife, Brittany, there, down there as well. So... Uh, you know, Drew Drew made it clear in the pregame press conference that he has no interest in being a full-time coach. This was just something to try to help out his alma mater. And uh, as great as Drew is, he couldn't, uh, you know, he couldn't make chicken salad out of what he was dealing with there. So, uh, you know, Austin Burton, the guy that Purdue started, six-year college career, and he had started a total of two games going into that. So, you know, they tried to make him a dual-threat QB, uh, Kenny, but there was no way he was running away from Harold Perkins. That was pretty evident right off the bat. Looking ahead, it seems to me that the areas that they need to beef up, defensive line, of course, and I know Mason Smith will return, but losing others. And then, of course, running back, you hope that you're better there. Uh, linebacker, perhaps, to a degree. Uh, any other specific areas, or are those the most targeted ones in your estimation? You're talking about biggest concerns for yes. LSU next year? Yes. Um, you know, I, I think LSU, uh, my, my question was replacing defensive linemen. I mean, certainly Jaqueline Roy, Ali Gay, B.J. Agilary, like I think you just said, all, all those guys have departed. Makai Wingo proved to be a, a tremendous surprise, perhaps. He'll be back. But I think they feel very good about the guys they've gotten out of the, the transfer portal, uh, the, 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 the freshmen that are coming in. Um, I think that's you know that that's the biggest question is off the off the top of your head you think the offense is going to be loaded uh most i mean the entire offense basically is is coming back next year um there's a question about john emory does he come back or not um you know my gut would be that he's that he may be not back then returning that's just my my, my feeling we'll see what happens but then 
um, you know, and in Kayshawn Booty, I think that's in many ways uh, addition by subtraction. Just, just way too much drama, way too much off the field stuff, and just a, an, an energy drainer um, in many regards. And so he just had a, a real bad year on the field, off the field, and, and his stock really took a hit. So we'll see what happens there. But you got like guy like Malik Neighbors who steps right in. And, you know, hasn't been any kind of problem and does what he does in the bowl game. So, uh, yeah, I, I think defensively there's some questions about personnel being replaced. Uh, offensively, uh, Kenny, I mean, you know, obviously Joe Burrow was the was the greatest we've ever seen. But you, I don't know when you've ever felt better about a quarterback room going into a year where you've got two guys that are clearly proven in Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer that they can play big-time college football and you got two guys to go to there, so it's very. It would be very, very interesting to see who starts, how much they play, and everything uh, next year. Yeah, it'd be hard to envision Jaden Daniels not being the guy after the year he had, and yet Nussmeyer has elite arm talent. Anybody you speak to, including on the NFL level, will tell you that. So it's an interesting dynamic, and it's, of course, it's an interesting walk that Brian Kelly has to make to try to convince the three guys he's got right now to stay. Aside from the fact that he's bringing in a recruit too. Yeah, I think the springtime and once the spring game wraps up, whenever that is, uh, you know, you obviously keep your eye on who stays and who goes. Uh, I think LSU did a masterful job last year keeping all four guys on the roster until mid-August. Uh, I think I think it was August 15th, exactly, because I just did a, a yearly recap that it was Miles Brennan on that, on that day who walked away at that point. Um, but, you know, Walker Howard's going to be interesting to watch. Um you know, a year ago, we wouldn't have thought perhaps that Jaden Daniels would be back for another year, that he was maybe just a placeholder to try to get LSU through a first tough year with Brian Kelly and inheriting a bad situation. But he's coming back. And, you know, obviously, Nussmeyer does some things uh, that are electric. I mean, he's just got stuff that pops. And, um, you know, the, the, the turnover thing is the stuff he gets questioned about. But you know, he, he's got an ability to utilize the wide receivers that, that, is, is kind of one level up from what, what Jaden has done. Yeah, I think that's an accurate statement. And, of course, Jaden does what Nussmeyer and virtually no one else in college football can do, and that is run the football and run it extremely well for big plays. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he was the leading rusher on the team. I think he was over 800 yards going into the bowl game, 11 rushing touchdowns. And so, you know, a running back room going into the year that I didn't really feel great about. Um, you know, obviously your quarterback alleviated a lot of that. Certainly, I think Josh Williams is one of the you know great guys I've ever covered in terms of his story and being a former walk-on and, and graduating with a 3.5 GPA and just you know doing uh, just being a great team player. He was not at the bowl game, healing up some injuries and getting right for the spring. But uh, yeah, Jaden Daniels uh, obviously it's, it's a real complicated subject because I think that he he obviously was voted the team MVP by his LSU peers. Without him. Where are they? Uh, but then at the same time, there's a, a feeling that he needs to improve for LSU to take the next step next year. Yeah, I think that's probably an accurate statement and kind of the way I would express it too. So then you look at every aspect of this team, and I thought that when Brian Kelly took the job, it was a three-year process to be able to get back to national contention. I, I think I'm ready to amend that. I think LSU can be that next season. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you're going to be right back in that stadium in eight months there at Camping World Stadium in Orlando taking on a Florida State team that, like LSU, ended up being a lot better than what we thought. And, uh, I mean, those two teams, I don't know, could be both in the top ten to start the year. 
stadium was going to be uh, a lot more packed and the stakes would be a lot more higher, you know, going into next year. And, and certainly uh, you know, Coach Kelly and everything he does, really, I mean, he is much, much different than I anticipated. I, I didn't know what I anticipated in Coach Kelly, but I I had envisioned just covering him at a couple of bowl, practice, bowl press conferences that he was just, just gruff, uh, you know, a stick in the mud, grouchy, uh, guy that shout, shouted on the sidelines and had a red face, but he has been so much more personable than I ever imagined. Gives great answers, gives intelligent, thoughtful answers. I thought he did that several times during the week where, you know, he gets asked about the importance of a bowl game and talks about, hey, this is playing in a game and putting video on tape is much more important than your 40 time. And, um, you know, the way he addressed the, you know, the celebration LSU got flagged on and, and, you know, there was some, some internet smut out there about coaches and mm-hmm. uh, guys getting fired. He gets asked about it after the game. He didn't get angry. His voice didn't raise one bit. He didn't snap. He just said uh, they are absolutely in good standing, 100%, and they there's a standard they have to live up to, and they're in great standing. And so watching the team, I mean, uh, you know, they, they kind of got victimized by their own success getting to the SEC championship game way ahead of schedule. And maybe they weren't quite ready for that stage. They had some bad things go against them with the ball bouncing off of Jack Besh's helmet and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, they've got to go to Alabama next year. And so Alabama, you know, obviously they lost two games on the last play of the game at two of the most uh, hostile venues in all in, college, in all of college football in Knoxville and Baton Rouge. And so I don't think Alabama's really going to dip, so to speak. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. But, yeah, he, he's way ahead of schedule, and I am. He's a pro. There's no doubt. He, he is uh, a program builder, and he is building this thing quick. Final thought, uh, LSU basketball. Uh, good season. Tough loss to Kentucky last night. Very competitive. Lost by three. LSU women's basketball undefeated. Uh, this has been a good look on, for both programs thus far. Yeah, Matt McMahon doing a tremendous job. I, I didn't see any of the, the men's game. Uh, I was on the tarmac. Uh, uh Kitty, uh, I was waiting to uh, to hopefully see some, but I was keeping up with the score on my phone and whatnot. And so to go to Rupp Arena and play a, co- a close game is always uh, something that's not easy to do. But pulling off the upset against Arkansas in the SEC opener and uh, w- w- was big. And, and Kim Mulkey, I mean, I don't want to – she'd probably slap me on top of the head if I said this, but I'm really anticipating and wondering if LSU can make it to February the 12th, Kenny, which is a trip to South Carolina – undefeated i think it's they'd be 22 and 0 23 and 0 something like that but i'm just curious the squad that she's got although the non-conference schedule you know was, was obviously kind of marshmallowy there but you know they go to arkansas sec opener win by 25 points who was ranked in the top 25 so she's got a squad and i'm just interested to see you know south carolina I think has five seniors, and Dawn Staley's been there a long time, and they're and they're the powerhouse of women's college basketball. But if LSU, you know, isn't there to to kind of knock them off this year, can't knock them off next year. Uh, this year, well, look out next year because as good as LSU is this year, they're going to be even better next year with Michaela Williams and Angel Reese. Is Angel Reese is falling right in line with Simone Augustus, Tamika Johnson, Sylvia Fowles as like the next you know great player in LSU women's basketball history. Talk to you say, WAFB, always a pleasure. Thanks for the visit, my friend. Okay, Kenny, happy new year. Thank you, sir. Same to you. All right, that's Jacques Doucet. We'll take a time out here, back with our final segment to talk about the Saints in just a moment as we continue on this Wednesday night. Ken Trahan, all access here on 
Nash Icon, 106.1 FM, and we're on the web at NashFM1061.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22135780. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell has $2 grilled chicken burritos that come in two bold flavors, Chipotle Ranch and Salsa Verde. They're bursting with grilled chicken and delicious sauces. Get your $2 grilled chicken burrito at participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only, while supplies last. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine for 1061 Nash Icon. Celebrate Carnival season with Twelfth Night this Friday night at the Rabbit Hole on Aretha Castle Haley with Big Chief Bo Dallas Jr. and the Wild Magnolias playing all your favorite Mardi Gras tunes. And sci-fi and movie fans don't miss this weekend the return of Fan Expo at the Convention Center with stars from Lord of the Rings, Star Trek, and more. For more ideas on what to do this weekend, pick up the new issue of Where You At Magazine at restaurants, coffee shops, and retail outlets all over town. Or visit us at whereyat.com. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports topics are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. All access continues to this Wednesday night. Ken Trahan with you. Of course, the New Orleans Pelicans back in action here shortly against the Houston Rockets at Smoothie King Center and... We all know the Pelicans will be shorthanded 
Yet again, still no Brandon Ingram. He's approaching 20 games. Missed now with that toe contusion, although we expect to see him soon. And now there's a sense of urgency for him to return because of the absence of Zion Williamson. We're going to see out for at least three weeks based on what the Pelicans released yesterday. Strained right hamstring, and he'll be reevaluated in three weeks. That was a release. That means reevaluated. That doesn't mean he's going to play in three weeks. It just means reevaluated. This is a team that's 23 and 14. The team that's one game out in the Western Conference right now, in third place behind Denver and Memphis in the tightly bunched Western Conference. Dallas, by the way, has won seven in a row with Luka Doncic going crazy. And they're in the next position. Sacramento continues to play well. They're in the five spot. Clippers have lost three straight. They're in the six spot. Portland in the seven spot. Phoenix has lost three in a row in the eight spot. Golden State's turned it on. You knew they would. They've won five straight. They're in the nine spot. Utah's lost five in a row. The team that the Pelicans can't beat. They're in the 10 spot right now. Minnesota's 11th. So that's a look at where the Western Conference is right now. But the bigger picture is who's available for New Orleans? You know, who's available and when? Pelicans are elite at home, 16 and 4. And they get Houston tonight. And Houston is 10 and 27 overall and 4 and 15 away from home. Translation, you need to win at home. Well, you should win at home. But when you're shorthanded, that's an issue. And you don't know just how that's going to pan out. So now you just wait to see what transpires with regard to Zion Williamson. Because again, We've seen this before, and I know you don't want to cast aspersions on the young man. He was playing fantastic basketball. That's why it's a shame. It's just unfortunate. But you can't help but have the thought process or at least the question in the back of your mind, is this going to be what his entire career is going to look like with that body doing the unbelievable things that he does and with the pounding that he takes? Up until now, Williamson has missed eight games. 29 of 37. Well, now he's going to miss a lot more. He missed all of last season. And when you look at his career, you know what he did in his rookie year when he missed most of that season. So this has been an ongoing issue. We know it. And it's hard to get around. It's hard to avoid. It's hard not to discuss. Played in just 29 games his rookie year. 24, I should say. Not 29, but 24. 24 games. 61 the following season, but then missed all of the 2021-22 season. And now he's missed eight, and that's going to reach double figures in pretty substantial fashion very quickly this year. And what does it mean? Well, I mean, all you got to do is look at what he's done. 26 points a game. Seven rebounds a game, 4.6 assists per game, 1.1 steals a game, 0.6 blocks per game, shoots a decent 71% from the free throw line, 37% from three-point range, and of course, most importantly, from the field. He's been remarkable, 62%. The efficiency is off the charts. That's what you're missing, and it's just brutal. And between he and Brandon Ingram, with the amount of games they have missed and will miss 
it's just astonishing, and it's hard to overcome. I mean, if you look at Brandon Ingram with the Pelicans, 2019-20 season, he missed 20 games. 2020-21 season, he played 61, same as Williamson. Last year, he missed 27 games. And this year, well, he's only played in 15 games. 15. And the Pelicans have played 37. He's missed 22 already and counting. In the NBA, no one's going to make it through 82 games unscathed. I mean, it's almost impossible for that to occur. You can't say never because occasionally it can happen, and it does. But it's such a grind, and there's been some debate about maybe we should shorten these seasons and make them you know, more palatable for players and more tolerable for players that they can actually have a chance to be on the floor more. And we all know about rest, and we all know about you know, players playing in opposing arenas and not playing as they're given rests. And we all know about how the league feels about that. They don't like it. And fans get cheated. But coaches have to look out for the greater good of their teams and therefore don't play guys on occasion. Bottom line is, even healthy on back-to-backs and with the grind, some players don't play on occasion. But if you're talking about 82 games... What's a good projection? 70 would seem to be pretty good. If you can get to that level, 65 is not bad, but 70 is pretty good. And if you're above that, well, it's great because that means you're on the floor for the preponderance of your team's games to make a difference in how your team performs and in the win-loss column and obviously heading forward to the playoffs. The upside is that by missing games, Ingram and Williamson might be fresher than others later on, but you've got to be able to get them on the floor. And again, it's not unlike the Saints situation when you look at guys like Michael Thomas or you look at guys like Andrus Feet, for instance. A very similar dynamic. Now, good players, but the value decreases because of their lack of availability. So, look, Williamson and Ingram are top-shelf players in this league. They're top 20 players, unquestionably. But that value diminishes based on availability. So you hope to get by tonight because then you get Brooklyn coming to town. And Brooklyn is all that. Is there a better team in the NBA than Brooklyn? I don't think so. Right now, Brooklyn's the best team in the league. They're 25-12, and 12, a half game behind the Celtics for first in the East, and they won 12 straight games. And oh, by the way, they're 12-7 and seven away from home. And that's the best road record in the NBA. And they're coming to New Orleans. So, you got to somehow get by this game against Houston tonight. Lesser opponent, so you have a chance to win even though you don't have key players available. And, of course, that also includes Larry Nance Jr., who's going to miss another game with shoulder soreness. So... Time for others to step up yet again. Keep talking about how good the depth is on this basketball team. And it is good. Sometimes very good. But it's being put to the test because you're talking about guys that are giving you great productivity over 10 or 15 minutes, and now you're asking them to do it over 25 minutes or more. And that's a different role than was envisioned for certain players who in most cases are role players and not 
primary guys that you can count on to be those type of scorers. You know, can Trey Murphy step up and be more consistent offensively? Can Herb Jones, good defender that he is, make a few more shots? Can Jose Alvarado, who's been in a three-point slump lately, hit a few of those? Can Devontae Graham give you some instant offense by hitting threes off the bench? Can Jackson Hayes continue to be productive as he has been of late, along with Billy Hernan Gomez in that role off the bench too? Can Dyson Daniels give you good minutes and even find a way to score a few points? I mean, these are all questions that are going to be answered in short order because of the lack of availability of the players that you have. And of course, a tremendous burden is now going to be placed on C.J. McCollum. He will be the ultimate focus of all opposing defenses until further notice. To go get his own shot on a regular basis, it's going to really tax him to the hilt. He's a consummate pro. You have confidence that he can handle the situation well, but obviously it's going to be difficult to find points with Williamson and Ingram both not on the floor. The hope is that Ingram can return as early as Friday night against Brooklyn. Even if he does, how many minutes can he play and what's he going to look like? All of that is still to be determined. Right now, the Pelicans, a good team, just aren't having any good luck. Hopefully, that changes. We'll take a final time out here. When we return, we'll touch on the New Orleans Saints to put a wrap on things for a Wednesday night. Ken Trahan with you, Rudy Dixon, our producer. This is all access for a Wednesday night here on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM. And as always, you can catch us on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com. Ring in the new year with the 89th All-State Sugar Bowl. Since 1935, the Sugar Bowl has been a New Orleans New Year's tradition. And this year, the best of the SEC and Big 12 will square off on New Year's Eve in the Caesars Superdome. So kick off your New Year's celebration with a college football masterpiece. For tickets, visit AllStateSugarBowl.org and download the free Sugar Bowl mobile app. The Allstate Sugar Bowl is presented by Allstate, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 929 2121. That's 1 800 929 2121. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. 
Taco Bell has $2 grilled chicken burritos that come in two bold flavors, Chipotle Ranch and Salsa Verde. They're bursting with grilled chicken and delicious sauces. Get your $2 grilled chicken burrito at participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only, while supplies last. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Taco Bell has $2 grilled chicken burritos that come in two bold flavors, Chipotle Ranch and Salsa Verde. They're bursting with grilled chicken and delicious sauces. Get your $2 grilled chicken burrito at participating Taco Bell stores for a limited time only, while supplies last. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. This winter, there are new COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against recent Omicron variants. If it's been at least two months since your primary series or original booster, schedule your updated COVID-19 booster dose at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business needs, from quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options. Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Progressive Commercial Insurance can protect your small business with over 30 coverage options, an easy-to-use mobile app, personalized discounts, and more. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. Discounts and coverage selections not available in all states or situations. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have meaningful, constructive dialogue on All Access with Ken Trahan on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call, 504-260-1061. Our final segment for this Wednesday night begins. Ken Trahan with you here on Nash Icon 1061 FM. Tomorrow night, Michael Green will be with you for the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour. Of course, the New Orleans Saints are preparing for their final game of the season. No postseason, it's disappointing. Carolina coming to town. Saints are a favorite in this game. Saints have allowed 20 points or less in their last seven games. And that's why they're winning. Offense has had some efficiency, but not scoring enough. And that's what you're judged by at the end of the day. Therefore, some have clamored for Jameis Winston to play in this game. He's not going to. It's Andy Dalton, and Dennis Allen made that clear. So those that wanted to see Jameis aren't going to. 
And I think what this tells us clear as day is that they don't have plans for Jameis Winston. I mean, that's, that's clear. Whether you agree with it or not, it certainly seems to be true. Some have said, well, if you had Winston, he could put you over the top because of his arm talent with the likes of Shahid and Olave and Johnson. While others have said, no, the efficiency of Dalton, the completion percentage and taking care of the ball and running the offense the way they want to run is the reason. Either way, it's not going to be Winston. It's going to be Dalton. So then you move ahead, assuming Dennis Allen's the coach next year, which I expect is going to be the case. I know we've had that discussion about Sean Payton, and obviously you never say never, and it's not over until it's over. But given the fact that the Saints are finishing well, there's much more of a chance that Dennis Allen will be back and and have that opportunity uh, to prove that if you give him a healthy football team, that he can do better things with it. Because again, excuses are excuses. And nobody wants to hear them. And everybody has their issues. But the Saints were faced with enormous issues from an injury perspective from the 